reading your messages. Oh my god, I'm so Stop sorry. Stop checking Twitter. I wasn't. I was checking Instagram DMs. Why? Who's Instagramming DMing you? <laughs> Alora. Oh. My sister sends me like six a day. Oh my god. Yeah, and she sends them because she has one group with me. Right. She has one with me and my mom. She uh-huh. has one with me and my dad. She has one with me, my mom, and my dad. And she will send like different ones to all of these. Listen, so different it's, audiences. Like, I have to <laughs> I have to check like five different things. You know you can turn off notifications, right? Really? Yeah. No, it doesn't notify me on my phone, but it's like I get that little pop up over Instagram. Yeah, you can turn oh, that off. On Instagram. I was thinking Facebook. Yeah. I don't know about Instagram. I don't know. You could probably just turn off notifications. Uh, probably, I guess. But yeah. You know how I just send you links to tweets on Facebook Messenger? Yeah. I just DM them to other people. That makes sense. People I that just don't use, use the Twitter. platform. Yeah. Twitter's dumb. I'm mostly like... Especially now that you have too many characters. But it works so well when pimping out the podcast. Does it? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's super easy when I'm, like, promoting dogs, but... <laughs> it's definitely worse, but it's easier. And that's probably what made it worse. Yeah, I think so. Because now you don't have to be clever. It's just like... Ooh, ooh. I'm just going to put the whole damn sentence in there. Who cares anymore? Yeah, exactly. A lot of people were really happy about the... What was it? The Law & Order tweet? Because now they could put the entire intro to Law & Order in a tweet. Oh, yeah. I saw that. That's cute. So useful. Yeah, right? <laughs> general audiences. I'll be excited when you can put the whole B-movie script in a tweet. Because <laughs> then that meme will come back, and that's what we all need. We do need that. No, we don't. I'm still kind of sick. Oh, um, you sat on my bed, dude. So? What my you... butt's not the sick one. I... You never know. <laughs> I like how you were like, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's been a long day of sitting alone. I forgot how to talk. <laughs> Have you been alone all day? Pretty much, yeah. God, I've been with people all day. It's horrible. That sounds terrible. I also had, like, way too many electronics with me. Like, I had my Bose headphones. I had my Mac. I had my 3DS. I had the blue Yeti mic. I <laughs> well, I'll take the laptop, the 3DS, and the mic off your hands. <laughs> I was like, God, if someone robbed me, it would be, like, Christmas morning for them. That's why in third year, I, like, never brought my laptop to class, because I'm like, if I get mugged, I don't want that to be gone. And now you don't care. Oh, yeah. Now I just don't give a shit. Yeah. This thing's practically dead anyway. Is it? Are you getting a new one? No. You gonna get a Mac? No. Like me? No. I'll get the same Mac as me. Can I just have your Mac? You can have my old one. No. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm so excited about my new one. What do you think I should name her? Christmas. That's lame. Her name's Christmas. <laughs> like in James Bond. Is that like one of the strippers' names? One of the Bond girls' names? Uh, she's a scientist. And her name's Christmas? Her last name's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Listen, I don't know James Bond. I don't know James Bond either. I remember me and my sister, we turned on one of the James Bond movies, and the opening, like, cutscene was in black and white, and we got so bored watching the black and white that we turned it on before the actual movie started. (laughs) I don't think any James Bonds are black and white, dude. The opening cutscene was in black and white. Oh, okay, the song. Maybe? No, it was, like, the opening scene. Oh. It was in black and white. And okay. then I think it went into color afterwards, but I don't know because I didn't watch that 
far. The only movie I've fallen asleep in was Spectre, the newest James Bond movie. I fell asleep for about ten minutes. Yeah. But the showing was at 4 p.m. <laughs> I had no reason to fall asleep. <laughs> the scene was just very darkly lit. And everyone was just ta- talking quietly. So it, I just snoozed. See, James Bond movies are boring. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Unstable Universe, the podcast where we ruin two of your favorite fandoms at once. I'm Evan Rowell. And I'm Alana Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really digging our new cold opens. Are they cold opens? What are they Kind called? of. I don't know. I like just like, whenever possible, just cutting off the conversation. <laughs> Everyone really enjoyed my conversation about me enjoying being locked in hot cars. <laughs> Did anyone agree with you? No, people just mainly came up to me and were like, dude, what the fuck? And That's- I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, I listen to your podcast, Hot Cars? That's disgusting. And I was like, oh. That proves people listen to at least the first 45 seconds of our podcast. I know, it made me feel real good. But also not, because they were making fun of me. Well, to be fair, you deserve it. <laughs> no one likes hot cars. Now people are going to come up to us and be like, James Bond, James Bond movies are the best. <laughs> I don't know anyone, like, our age that thinks that. Really? I only know dads that love James Bond. Oh, yeah, that's fair. It's just not our generation. No. Except for Adele. She did that Skyfall song. Yeah. That's my generation. I, even, I dig that. I haven't even seen the movie. I haven't either, but that song, Kick-Ass. <laughs> Kick-Ass is a good movie. That is a good movie. They knocked down the donut shop that they filmed it, the one right by my high school. Oh, no. Yeah, they had, like, the scene at the donut shop. Now it's a bunch of condos. What a shame. Yeah. That's a piece of film history that we lost. I know. Moment of silence. <laughs> so, shall we explain what we do on this podcast? Yes, please. Let's get out of this. <laughs> So on this podcast, what we do is we take two fandoms and a tag, thanks to our random tandem fandom generator, which you have to say with a southern accent. Random fandom fandoms. (laughs) And through that, what we do is we produce some lovely works of art for you in the form of fan fiction. That's right. Yeah. So what what were our tags for this week? Ghostbusters. Uh Uh-huh. Or in High School Host Club. Uh-huh. Body Swap. Ooh. And you didn't know anything about Or in High School Host Club. I still know nothing about Or in High School Host Club. <laughs> Was it? Okay, because now you were finally in my shoes. Yeah. Because, like, the past, I don't know how many weeks, I just haven't had a clue about the fandoms. Now you had no, no idea about a fandom, and how is that? I'm impressed that you can do this every week. <laughs> Basically, what I do is, like, once I get home from recording, I open up the wiki page for what it is, and I just leave that open on my computer all week. Oh my god. In hopes that I will eventually, like, look at it and absorb some information, like, piece by piece. No wonder you need a new laptop. <laughs> exactly. I've never turned this thing off. My god, that poor guy. Yeah. How's his battery doing? Oh, he's so great. Let's jump into the fix. So, I'm reading first. That's right. That means I need your lovely title. Oh, God. Um, Come on. Um, my title is going to be called Orin High School Ghost Club. Ooh, that's good. 
That's a good one. A little bit of a cop out, but still good. It's nice and vague. Yeah. But accurate. Yeah. Is it a ghost club? Ghost hunting club? There's a ghost. Oh, okay. I'm excited already. So this is Oran High School Ghost Club by yep. Evan. Mm-hmm. No, I was just searching for a quiet place to study. How do he stammered, backing away from the older student confronting her. Tamaki reached out a hand and stroked her cheek, causing her face to blush as deep red in a tingle to run down her spine. He pulled her in close and whispered, Or maybe you're into a guy like me? What do you say? Haruhi pulled away from his grasp. Whether the advance was mocking or sincere, she had no idea and no intention of finding out. Besides, he thinks she's a boy, so if it was serious, he wouldn't be interested when he found out the truth. All she wanted to do was study. Listen, this is a scene directly from the anime, the only scene that I have watched. <laughs> and I watched it about five times to get the, uh, the novelization correct. She leapt back to get away from the older student, but lost her balance and knocked directly into one of the many display stands around the large ballroom. The vase teetered precariously and tipped off of the stand, falling just past the tips of her outstretched fingers, shattering loudly as it hit the ground. The twins, Kaoru and Hikaru, sighed together. We are going to feature that renaissance vase in an upcoming school auction, one of them bemoaned. Well, now you've done it, commoner. The bidding on that vase was supposed to start at 8 million yen, chastised the other. That's literally what they say in the anime. Like, the dub? Yeah. They call her a commoner. Yeah, they call her a commoner a lot. It's harsh, dude. It is harsh. The door to music room number three flew open and four adults rushed through. Not teachers, though. They were wearing brown jumpsuits and had vacuums strapped to their backs. What the hell was that crash? One of them yelled. The name tag sewn onto his jumpsuit read, Spangler. You really screwed the pooch on this one, kids, another one, labeled Vinkman, complained. He grabbed the nozzle off his backpack vacuum and pointed it towards the vase, prompting everyone to look back at the shards of ceramic. From the shattered remains of the vase, a dense purple smoke swirled upwards. The students all stepped back from the display stand. The smoke rose in a tornado to a height of eight feet before dissipating instantaneously leaving a massive purple figure standing at the center. Ooh, spooky. At long last, I have been released from my prison, a deep voice boomed, though the figure's mouth remained still. It surveyed its surroundings slowly with gleaming opal eyes, taking in each of the terrified students and the four Ghostbusters. You too must learn what it is to be taken from your body and trapped somewhere you don't belong. A throaty chuckle emanated from the paranormal figure as a bright purple light flashed, filling the entire room. You went with a purple light. Mine was orange. Oh. For the body spot. I just like purple. That's fair. I just like orange. Fair enough. How do he looked around blindly for a moment, but when her vision returned, every other person in the room was looking just as confused as she felt. She glanced down. She had man hands. Shout out to Bradley man hands. Oh yeah, bitch. <laughs> We've shouted him out like the this, past four. I think this is four in a row now. <laughs> what? What? What just happened? I'm a boy now? How do he cried out in shock and confusion? What do you mean now? There are only boys in the room, shouted one of the other brown jumpsuit-clad strange men. The ghost hissed as the figure was concealed in thick purple smoke once again and disappeared. Venkman, or rather, the body of Venkman, with the mind of someone else, 
screamed like a little bitch. Hell yes. Why am I so old? He cried, staring at his middle-aged hands. Well, that's just uncalled for, replied a tired-sounding Tamaki. So, I'm not the only one staring at myself then, asked Winston, another of the Ghostbusters. You're always staring at yourself, dude. We're twins, Ray chortled. (laughs) I think that chortle is now one of my trigger words. (laughs) I hear it, and it's like the hairs on the back of my neck stand up, and I'm like... Bracing myself for the impact of some stupidity that of I know a, is coming my way. You brace for impact of a Bourdain fic. <laughs> this is spectacular, Hattery heard her voice exclaim. She looked over to where her body stood to see herself pacing, scratching her chin and muttering. It would appear that this paranormal being has the ability to entangle consciousness with another physical being. With another little bitch scream from the body of Venkman, which apparently held the mind of Tamaki, the doors to Music Room 3 swung open and a stream of girls filed in. Uh Uh-oh. We're supposed to be hosting, but I can't do that if I look like this, Venkman whimpered. As we are in your bodies, we shall take the place of hosting these girls tonight. Meanwhile, you must hunt down the ghost and bust it so that we may return to our bodies, Spengler and Haruki's body explained. Oh, good. I'm a riot at parties, Venkman in the body of Tamaki said with dry sarcasm. (laughs) The minds of the host club didn't have time to argue as the princesses strode in and made their way to their desired host. Is that how that works? Yeah. You, like, sign up to hang out with one of them specifically? Yeah. Is generally what I got from the Wikipedia article? Yeah. Most people, like, go to the same one every week, but then they have the whores who, like, change it up every week. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they, they speak very badly of them. Oh, God. Because there's one girl in the thing who, like, she favors one for a little while and then she'll move on to the next one, which seems valid, but they, like, speak so down to her. That just sounds like high school. Yeah. Shitty. High school boys are shitty. If you're a high school boy, be better. I went to an all-girls high school, so I didn't interact with boys at all during that time. I was a high school boy. I was terrible. <laughs> I was terrible up until about two weeks ago. Yeah. And even now I'm just kind of shitty. Yeah. You've made great growth in your past two weeks. They gave dirty side eyes to the bodies of the older men, offering mutters of the new foreign janitors. They backed out of the room slowly, watching as their party began without them. The group of four teens and older men's bodies stood momentarily in the hall just outside of music room number three, listening to their counterparts attempt to chat with their princesses. Wow, this is one freaky Friday, Kaoru muttered to himself. Well, the faster we bust this ghost, the faster we can get back into our own bodies and save our reputations from permanent damage, stated Tamaki. Yeah, let's do this, shouted Kaoru from the body of Winston. Oh, he's Winston? Listen, one of them had to be. I guess. Kaoru's my second favorite, It's though. funny, because they're like, we're twins, but one of them's white, one of them's black. Oh. Oh, hilarious. But where do we even start, asked Hikaru, disheartened by the aggressively terrible flirting coming from his body on the other side of the door. Look, called Haruhi from down the hall. I found some purple stuff on the ground. The ghost must have gone... This way! The four ran down the hall following the trail of purple ectoplasm, but their old man bodies barely made it down a single flight of stairs before they were all bent over and wheezing from the exertion. (laughs) After a minute of recovery, they continued at a much more reasonable pace. Listen, they're old. That that was in the Ghostbusters movie, where they have to, like, climb the stairs. Was it? Yeah. I intended that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
climb to like the 21st floor or something uh -huh. and they get to the teens and they're both like, I need a break. The purple ooze led them downwards into the basement of the school, which was still very nice due to the incredible wealth circulating around the school. I don't know if they ever go to the basement. No. Okay, cool. Well, they don't really ever leave music room number three. Well, it's pretty nice in the basement. I'm sure it is. Meanwhile, in music room number three, this party would go down as one of the most peculiar in the history of the host club. Egon, in the body of Haruhi, stammered through a science lesson far beyond the high school physics the girls had been taught. Although, Haruhi was known across the student body as an intelligent honor student and was more or less given a pass by her customers. I feel like that would totally happen. Like, I'm sure that she doesn't really talk in host club meetings. Peter Venkman, in the body of Tamaki, however, was faring much poorer. His sarcastic, self-degrading humor varied wildly from the usual chipper and excited personality of Tamaki. I don't know if that's real. And many real. of his customers were concerned that he had fallen ill. That's that is very real. Okay, good. I got this pegged down, dude. Exactly. See, they're just tropes. It's I don't even normal. have to watch the show. I know. Ray and Winston, as the twins, had gone into separate groups, massively disappointing their clientele, who were drawn to the twins' chemistry and excessive brotherly love. That's how the Wikipedia article described it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They're just gay, incestuous beings. Cool. That'd dude. be a good band name. Gay, incestuous beings. What kind, of, what kind of music do they play? Screamo. Oh, yeah? I was thinking maybe, like, just, like, real chill post-rock. Oh, I can see that, too. At the end of a dead-end hall, the purple ghost huddled in a corner. The four teens and Ghostbuster bodies approached slowly, their proton packs ready to fire. They crept forward, inching ever closer until Haruhi held out an arm to tell the others to stop. She tapped her ear, indicating for the others to listen closely. Following her lead, they each noticed that the ghost ahead of them was crying tears of purple smoke. Oh, poor buddy. Ghost, announced Tamaki through the mouth of Vinkman. I demand you to return us to our original body so that we may entertain our princesses. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost turned towards them and grew tall, purple smoke billowing from him and ghostly tendrils reaching out. Be gone, pestilent children, it commanded with a booming voice. Is that a booming voice? No, that seemed a little nasal. Be gone, pestilent children. That's much better. Thank you. No, shouted the twins. <laughs> Each letting loose a blast from their proton packs. They fired wildly, missing the ghost entirely. Give us our bodies so we can talk to girls. <laughs> Calm down, little devils, how he directed. Ghost, why were you crying? Each week I'm forced to listen to this host club make petty conversation whilst I was trapped in that vase. All I yearned for was company, and I was surrounded by people, but I was utterly alone. The opal eyes of the ghost began to pour out purple smoke once again, and it quietly wept in front of the host club. Well, if that's all you want, I, Tamaki Suo, president of the host club, offer you official membership as a host of the Oran High School host club. And with that, the host club gained two members that day. Haruhi, indentured servant for breaking the expensive vase, and the ghost. They all returned to the party, and with another yank from the ghost tendrils, all the souls are placed back into their original oh, bodies. Oh, whoops. I changed that for brevity. I had this whole, like, long scene where, like, tendrils came out of the ghost and, like, wrapped around their very souls and, like, ripped them the fuck out. Okay. And then I'm like, oh, this is too long. Bright la flash of purple light. 
And with another yank from the ghost tendrils, all the souls were placed back into their original bodies. The ghost would go on to be one of the most popular hosts in the club, though never surpassing the popularity of Tamaki. Of course not. The end. <laughs> Lovely. What, what would the ghost type be? Would he be a ghost type? Oh, ghost type, um, I don't know, ancient type. Loner type. Um... Purple smoky type. <laughs> Maybe he's the raunchy type. Oh, uh-oh. I can see that from a ghost with tendrils in an anime. Oh, yeah. Raunchy that's, type. That's bad. I didn't think about that. He's the raunchy type. Uh-oh. I liked it. It didn't feel that long. I'm worried mine's going to feel really long. Yeah, yours is even longer than mine. Again. I What's know. wrong with you? <laughs> it's because I wrote mine in three separate documents and then copied and pasted them together, so I had no idea how long it actually was. Right. Oh, what's my title? I don't know, dude. What is your title? Can I do, like, Return of the Stay Puffed Man? Sure. Okay. Sure. Whatever. Do you want it to be Return of Mr. Stay Puffed, because that's his actual character name? Or do you want... Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. I think it's Mr. Stay Puffed. Return of Mr. Stay Puffed. I might be wrong. You watched the movie yesterday and I didn't. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, Return of Mr. Stay Puffed. It's good enough. Alright. This is Return of Mr. Stay Puffed by the one and only Alana. Aww. Well, boys, it looks like we have a real doozy on our hands, Venkman said. I'm so sorry I thought of him again, Ray whispered. Ahead of them, the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man stomped his way across the well-manicured lawns of the private and prestigious Oren Academy. The four Ghostbusters stood in, on the balcony of the third music room. Behind them were the sounds of teenagers laughing and the soft clinking of china teacups against saucers. The high school students were still blissfully unaware of the impending doom slowly waddling towards them. Venkman had been excited about the idea of entering a high school with many beautiful and rich young girls, but seeing them in their disgusting yellow school uniforms killed this fantasy and shriveled his penis. <laughs> Have you seen the uniforms? I mean, I guess. They're like this horrible yellow and they're like super high collars and they have like puffy sleeves and then it's like fucking huge skirts oh god i no, i guess i've only seen the boys uniforms the boys uniforms are kind of cute they're like the powder blue blazers but yeah. the girls uniforms absolutely disgusting i'm not gonna skip over the fact that this like 35 to 40 year old man wanted to get it on with a 15 year old high school japanese girl who's saying that she's 15 she could be 18 you turned 18 in high school i didn't yeah, you didn't, but most people do. I mean, all of the characters, as far as I'm aware, were like 15 to 16, weren't they? No, they're all in different years. Fuck. I really didn't pay enough attention on the wiki. Because Honey is a senior. Oh, he's the boy Lolita type? Yeah, the Lolita type, he's definitely like 18. Alright. I didn't even look at that guy. <laughs> I know, because you didn't include him. Nope. <laughs> Alright, maybe he's going after the boy Lolita type. Oh, maybe. Hey, are you in pain, Venkman? Wilson asked. <laughs> oh no, I didn't change it. <laughs> the random addition to their team actually looked worried. Yeah, pretty random, not even in the movie. Is this an <laughs> <Stop>. OC? <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, yeah, just thinking about upsetting things, Venkman responded. Well, forget about it and focus on the problem at hand, Spengler called. 
He'd climbed the stone railing to get a better vantage point for the giant marshmallow. The men raised their zappers, steadying them on the body of the white fluffy boy, when suddenly a bright flash of orange light lit the sky, temporarily blinding them, and a wind blew past stronger than any of them had ever experienced before. Except for Wilson. (laughs) Because he seems like someone who's seen many tornadoes. Maybe because his name was Wilson, I felt like he belonged in, like, Kansas or something. But if his name's Winston, I'd take that all back. (laughs) But this wind was so strong, it blew all of them off their feet and into unconsciousness. (laughs) Damn, that is strong. Ugh. The small grunt came from the smallest member of the Orin High School host club. Honey Senpai shook his head as he woke up. The last thing he could remember was the orange light, and then nothing but darkness. When he opened his eyes, he was horrified to find that he was floating out of his body and towards the face of a giant marshmallow creature. This is some trippy shit, dude. Yeah. He whipped his head around in search of help, but all he saw was the floating spirits of his fellow club members, their eyes still closed. Honey screamed over and over in an attempt to wake up his friends, but they all remained blissfully asleep as one by one they entered the marshmallow man. The young-looking senior was sucked into the puffy face and found himself in a control room with motion capture wires stuck to his face. Yeah. So, you know, like, when they put those dots when they're motion capturing something? I imagine it's like that. But they're wires. Yeah, because I didn't know what those, like, electrode-looking things are. Do they put electrode-looking things? Or is it just dots? They're just dots so that you can, like, track... The face when you're putting another, like, character's face. I knew that, but I don't know why I thought they were electrodes. (laughs) You gotta shock the actors, you know? Takashi, help! I don't know what's happening. Honey screamed into the mic in front of him. He pulled at the wires attached to his face, but it was no use. He could feel his skin ripping before he could feel the wires begin to give way. Honey came a horribly boring and deadpan voice over the tiny speaker. Kauru? Hikaru's desperate voice came over the speaker as well. Where are you? I'm here, Hikaru, said an identical voice. And before long, there were six voices yelling over each other. Stop, demanded Kyuya's voice. Kyoya. Kyoya's voice. He was clearly not having any of this bullshit. How are each of you tied up? My face, yelled Honey. My right leg, sobbed the king. My left arm, said Kauru. My right arm, said Hikaru. My entire body. Harui? Harui? Haruhi. Haruhi? I totally forgot that she was in this. Responded. Like, I don't have her actually do anything throughout Well, the she's fic, just the torso, I guess? But she's mentioned a lot. My entire body, Haruhi responded in her usual emotionless voice. Ah, Mori sighed. Who's Maury? <laughs> Maury is, is the stoic type. Oh. He's the one who takes care of honey. So, so he's Takashi? Yeah. Okay. These people have too many names. They have two names. Yeah, that's... Like, they have a first and a last. That's one too many. <laughs> ah, Maury sighed. Just as I figured, we are all in control of a different part of this beast, with the exception of Maury. It seems he's the hat for some reason. Probably because the author finds him extremely boring and doesn't want him in the story. Kyoya stroked his chin in thought. 
His left leg was held in a rigid metal cast. Ah, Mori agreed before sitting down in the corner facing the wall. He knew when he wasn't wanted, which was most of the time. <laughs> uh, guys, do you know what those weirdos over there are doing? Kauru said. Oh, Kauru, I miss you so much. Are you doing okay? His twin brother sobbed into the microphone. He wasn't used to being separated from the love of his life for so long. It's okay. Look, we can high-five each other, Kauru chortled, trying to show his brother that this could be fun, and that maybe being separated was okay sometimes. Oh my god, Kauru, this is amazing, Hikaru laughed, flailing his right arm out to the side. Look, I can do that too, Kauru cackled. No, Kyoya was cut off as he flew into the air. The giant marshmallow body began to shake as both arms flailed out to the side like Jesus on Easter having a seizure. <laughs> nice. Oops, came an identical apology from the identical boys. You terrible boys almost hurt my daughter. Came Tamaki's panicked voice. Haruhi, let daddy know if you're okay. This is gross. That's what he does a lot, though. That's gross. Which is weird, because he starts to fall in love with her. Yeah. And so it's like, he loves her, but he doesn't understand that he loves her in a romantic way, as opposed to a father-daughter love way. So in... he's like, come to daddy. And she's like, please leave me alone. And he's like, tell daddy you love him. And she's like, really, I don't want to be around you. According to the wiki, they do end up getting married in the manga. Yeah, they do. Haruhi, let daddy know if you're okay. Ugh, came Haruhi's response. How could you hurt my daughter? I'm going to come up there and kick your asses, the king sobbed. He was filled with rage, but had the emotional range of a child, so instead of channeling that rage, he just cried. I feel that. (laughs) A laser shot by the face of the giant white cloud, piercing his cute sailor hat. Ah, Maurice said, his deadpan never changing, despite part of his face bleeding profusely. That was a close call, yelled the twins in unison, unaware that the Ghostbusters had in fact hit one of their clubmates, and he was now bleeding to death slowly and painfully. Like when you try to kill a spider with an object that isn't quite flat, like maybe a pop can, so half of its body is squished, and it's writhing around in pain, but it's too gross to look at, so you don't finish it off. You know... Other pink CGI beams flashed around Mr. Stay Puffed. The club members thought to themselves how great it was that Egon had such terrible aim. Unfortunately, the Ghostbusters were actually aiming at the Marshmallow Man's cute sailor hat and shooting even more holes in poor, boring Mori. We need to tell these guys to stop, sobbed Tamaki. Tamaki? Whatever. They might hurt my beautiful daughter. Okay, Suo, calm down. We have to move together if we want to get them, Kyoya said, rubbing the bridge of his nose. Left leg. All of the host club members plummeted downwards as both legs attempted to take a step forward. Suo, what the fuck are you doing? Kyoya demanded. I'm sorry, I don't know my lefts for my rights. My darling, are you doing okay? Tamaki sobbed. Yes, said both of the twins in an annoying monotone. Not you, assholes, he yelled back. Suo, you're right, okay? Kyoya said in an unusually calm manner. It seemed that his soul had left his body again. He could only deal with so much stupidity. Okay, left leg, Kyoya said again. And once again, both legs moved forward. I'm sorry, I uh, wasn't actually paying attention. Tamaki sobbed again. (laughs) Oh, for fuck's sake, me, 
Kyoya took one step forward. You, Tamaki, took one step forward. Me, you, me, you. They had finally figured out coordination of the legs, but the twins were still having a great time high-fiving and flailing their arms. Honey, in the meantime, was stuffing his face with a bunch of snacks he pulled out of his ass. Happy that Mori was not around to reprimand him. He probably wouldn't have been that happy if he knew that just above him, Mori was laying in a crumpled heap, slowly dying. This combination of movements made for a very frightening image for the Ghostbusters. The giant stay-puffed marshmallow man taking slow but deliberate steps toward them. His hands flailing like rabid snakes in a gaping gum, <laughs> quickly opening and closing, the tongue doing somersaults within. Ray screamed like a little bitch. He didn't do this last time we fought him, Egon said. Whatever, he should be weak enough that we can cross the streams and finish him off, said Winston. Hey, you got it right this time. Yeah. Let's do this, boys, Venkman called. All the Ghostbusters set their guns to extra high and aimed. Three, two, one, go! Came the countdown and the shitty CGI lasers fired. The beams crossed, sending out pink, yellow, and red sparks. The sky flashed a magnificent orange before everything went black. The members of the Orin High School Host Club, excluding Mori because he's dead, woke up in a puddle of white goop. But this time, it was not copious amounts of cum, but copious amounts of marshmallow fluff. Oh, it's, that's what it's called, right? Marshmallow fluff? Yeah. The Ghostbusters ran up. Were you guys in there the whole time? Mori asked in horror. Yeah, it was awesome. We controlled him and everything, laughed the twins. Oh, Haruhi... Tell daddy you're okay, Tamaki yelled, holding the young girl to his breast. She desperately tried to get away, but he was a weak, pathetic commoner. This is when Honey noticed the crumpled body of Mori. He smirked. Now nobody could stop him from eating all of this delicious sugar. He guzzled like a madman. The end. The end. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so his closest friend, his, like, cousin... Yeah. Or something didn't even care that he died. Yeah, but the thing is, they have, like, a falling out during the show. Uh -oh. Because he won't let him eat sugar. Because he has a toothache. And so... <laughs> this show's dumb. It's so good. Can we watch an episode after this? Do we have to? No, definitely not. All right. Next we have our write-in. That's right. From Bobby Flay From once again. Bobby Flay. I hope he becomes a regular. I really like his stories. I mean, judging by the fact that he had this fic done like four hours after the episode 11 went live. Yeah. Uh, he definitely could be a regular. He has the time, I guess. Apparently. Okay. This is Goobly Gobber Ghosty Soul Swapping Soiree by Bobby Flay. <laughs> Bring, bring, bring! Ray woke up from his deep slumber on the bottom bunk of the Ghostbusters' three-story bunk beds and squawked. It's time to go, boys. Ray kicked his feet up and hit the bunk above him, waking up Peter, who immediately sat up, hitting his head on the bunk above him, which in turn also woke up Egon. Bring, bring, bring! The alarm continued to ring. Ray ran to the other side of the room and slapped the top of their custom-shared alarm clock. As his fist slammed down on the device, cash exploded from the top and rains down on the three Ghostbusters. What the fuck? The boys then did what they like to call the money dance, essentially just Millie rocking really aggressively. I don't know what that is. I don't know what Millie rocking is either. It's time to go, boys, Peter hollered. Where are we off to this time, Egon retorted. 
This job was a first for the gang. There were ghosts in Japan. The boys had never taken a job outside of NYC, and they didn't want to. Then they found out that the clients were rich Japanese families were going to pay for their flights there, as well as a huge payday. They hop on the plane with their gear and fly oh, okay. out. The night before in Japan, the Oran High School Ghost Club was throwing their booming blast Christmas bash, drinking gingerbread lattes and gobbing on succulent treats. Ew, what? <laughs> gobbing? <laughs> I really like the word gob. But gobbing is like a whole new level of good, you know? <laughs> As always, President Tamaki, aka the Prince, was killing the hosting game. He was pouring tons of drinks, getting people hyped, and loving life, when all of a sudden his teapot exploded oh, and no. out came a gooey, slimy ghost. What? <laughs> the ghost flew into Tamaki's nostrils and jumbled up his brain, causing him to go crazy, smelling tea and exposing his naked ankles. A suit with no socks is clearly not appropriate for a winter-themed bash. The ghost continued to wreak havoc for the next 14 hours until the Ghostbusters arrived on their all-expenses-paid private jet. What's up, hosty boys? Where are the goobly-gobber ghosties? throated Peter, excited to be back in action. Throated? <laughs> <laughs> Ew. You don't like throated? No! It doesn't seem to make sense. It's time to go, boys, screamed, screamed Egon. The boys immediately got started on the busting. Blam, blam, blam. Suck. With a ton of C's. <laughs> the vacuum blasters sucked up the ghosts. With two C's, of course. Sucked. Obviously. And cleaned up the mess. The final goober ghostie was inside of Hatterhe, the girl within all the boys club posing as the newest male member. Egon grabbed his suck device and aimed it at Hatterhe after pulling the goober from her nose with all his mighty. He finally sucked it in, but he also sucked in Hatterhe's soul. He clicked that reverse button and shot her soul back out, but instead of going back into Hatterhe, it swapped souls with Egon. Ray and Peter, thinking that this job was done, grab Egon and hop in their jet and fly back. The whole 14-hour flight back to NYC, Hattery tried to explain that she's not really Egon and that her soul got stuck inside of Egon's body, but the boys just thought it was all just a big joke. Over the next few weeks, Hattery decided that this was her life now and tried to make the best of the situation. In fact, Haruki started to get used to this whole ghost-busting thing. Six months later, and she had sucked up more ghosts than Egon ever had. And more importantly, she had made the Ghostbuster boys tons of money! <laughs> Haruki had been pretending she was a boy since she was 15, so at this point it was second nature to flirt with the ladies and have a good time with the boys, cracking open cold ones and throwing up deuces on the reg. But one day... <laughs> <laughs> Throwing up deuces on the rag. <laughs> but one day, Peter discovered how he was watching a chick flick and realized that she was a girl. Really was how he in his body. At first, Peter ran to Ray and was furious. A girl ghostbuster? Who ever heard of such a crazy thing? But then he realized how skilled how he was and how much money she had made them. So instead of being angry, he was proud to have her on the team. Hell yeah, feminism. Heck yeah. This is perfect for our feminist podcast. This is a feminist podcast. How he also inspired him to make an all-girls Ghostbusters movie to show how much he loved equal opportunity and female representation in the media. Peter and Ray were so happy that he named her 
Ghostbuster of the Year and offered to throw her a party. Harry hatched a plan. As much as she loved cracking open cold ones and making mad bank on the daily with her new ghost-busting boys, she wanted to return to Japan with her host club. Her plan was to have the host club host her Ghostbuster of the Year party. At first, Peter and Ray were hesitant, but then Haruki pointed out all of the rich guests they could charge entry fees and how many women that the host club would invite. Haruki created a disco ball with a goober ghost suck blaster so that way when the music started... So with the soul sucking. The boogie down began and Hattery started to drop it low. Across the dance floor, she saw her body with Egon's mind doing the Ghostbusters money dance. She hit the ball button and the boogie down went to a soul swap a new level. Hattery's soul exited Egon's body and flew back to its original body. Egon's soul did the same thing. Nice. Egon would miss Japan. He loved having yen since the exchange rate made him feel like a millionaire. He would also miss NYC, but she was happy to be home with her host club. The end. My god. That was three pages. I feel like you didn't breathe once. <laughs> Did I read it too fast? No. It was, it was great. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little lightheaded. That was a... That, that was, was a good read. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like it had to be read that way. Oh, yeah. It Reading... was good. I really like Bobby Flay's fix. So now that our fix have been finished and read, shall we move on to random random randoms? If we must. I think we must. Excellent. Okay. Are we ready for random random randoms? Dude, I'm. So- should we explain what random random randoms is? Yeah, I was about is? to say. Random random randoms is the segment of the podcast where we set up next episode's fanfiction crossover. We hit the button on the random 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 generator. It spits out two fandoms and a tag. They're all random. We didn't get to pick. So, with all that said, let's see what we get. Drum roll! Oh no, we were just talking shit about that. <laughs> okay. Our main fandom is James Bond. We were just talking we shit about We were just James talking Bond. how shitty James Bond is. Our supporting fandom is Cars 2, which I love. Specifically Cars 2, not just yeah, the Cars I d- franchise. Yeah, I didn't like Cars 1. Cars 2, that's where it's at. And then our tag is Victorian era. So can I point out, Cars 2 is about spies. James Bond is about spies. <laughs> we were just talking about James Bond. The random tandem fandom generator is listening to us. It's learning. Episode 10, it gave us two kaiju-based franchises. That's true. That was episode 9? I lied. Episode 10, it gave us courtroom drama and B-movie, which has a courtroom (laughs) drama in it. It's learning. It is learning. And I don't know how, because there's three lines of JavaScript, and that's it. (laughs) That's spooky. I don't like this. I think we have to get rid of it. We have to destroy the random 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 generator. We're going to replace him with two hats. You see, next time, it's just going to say kill, kill, kill. Well, that's terrifying. Okay, well, we already kind of talked about James Bond, but let's give a synopsis. Uh, he's a spy, he has sexy ladies, and... He's British. He's British. That's all I know about James Bond. I mean, that's pretty much all there is to know about James Bond. He just... Does spy bullshit. Yeah. He's been around since, like, the 1960s. Technically longer if you count the books. Mm. 
So what else is there to know about James Bond? Uh, oh, he has gadgets. They're fun mm. gadgets. They can get pretty wild from, like, invisible cars to, I don't know, exploding pens. Pretty much whatever you want. Okay. And there's Q? Who's Q? Q's the one that gives him the gadgets. Okay. And then there's M, who's the one that assigns him cases. Is that the old woman? Yeah, Judy Dench. Okay. I like her. She's dead. Oh, I she, liked her. I think she died in Skyfall. Wait, her character's dead yeah. or she's dead? Her character's dead. Oh, okay. But I, And then I think in the Inspector, she got replaced by Voldemort. Really? Yeah, okay. Ray Fiennes. Yeah. It took me a moment to understand what you were trying to say, but I got it now. Uh, Cars 2, you love it so much. I it, love it so much, I've only seen it once. It's the sequel to Cars, but for whatever reason, they decided to make it about Mater for the most part. Yeah. He's a well, Lightning spy? McQueen's there too. But it's like but it, yeah. Mater's story. Yeah. It's heavily focused on him. He's a spy. I don't remember much more than that Isn't except it? for the oil leak. And they find out that he's not a green car, spoiler alert. Okay. Good to know. That's officially all I know about cars too. I think that's the twist in the movie. That he's supposed to be, like, some great hybrid, blah, 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 and he's, like, beating everyone, but it turns out that he's running on oil. Oh, not Mater. No, not Mater. Mater's super fucking old. He's a lemon. Uh, I immediately went to, like, lemon fic? What the fuck? (laughs) Lemon fics are real dirty, sexy fics. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, but a lemon, when referencing a car, is just an old piece of shit, right? Yeah. Look at all these terms. And then a lemon party is Don't. a bunch of old guys. Dear God. Doing sexy things. And, and what's a Victorian era fic, Evan? I think that's just the time period it has to be set in. Uh, yeah. S- did cars even exist in the Victorian era? No. Yeah, I think they had Model Ts. Maybe. All right, the Victorian era is from 1837 to 1901. And I think the Model T was made in, like, 1908. So yeah. it's right before cars. Oh, Okay. So, time travel fic? Horses? Are they gonna be horses? No, that's boring. I'm probably just not gonna explain why they're in the Victorian era. I'm just gonna set them in the Victorian era. I mean, I, th- I feel like that's the best for fan fiction. Don't try to explain the logic. Everyone's just gonna accept it and move on. Yeah. Which is something I'm still trying to grasp. It's true. I'm real bad at it. Yeah, I always want to explain things. I, I don't. I never start in the middle of action. I didn't explain why the Ghostbusters were there, though. Oh, no, you didn't. I didn't either. No, neither of us did. We're getting better. Look. Wow, we're making such huge leaps in our progress. It's true. And on that note, <laughs> let's progress to the end of the episode. Yes. Thank you very much for listening to this probably long episode. Oh, so long. Jeez. But thank you for listening to our fix and our wonderful write-in, which was really good. Yeah, I'm yeah. really glad that we kind of like ended the reading on that because it was a real high note so thank you to our beautiful write-in thank you to all of our beautiful listeners all of you out there in the world that decide to download our podcast (laughs) and some of you decide to like our facebook page which i think everybody should you can find it at facebook.com slash unstable universes you can also follow us on twitter at ununpodcast and if you decide to write in for a James Bond, Cars 2, Victorian era fan fiction, you can send that either over the Facebook page or to our Gmail, 
unstableuniverses at gmail.com. If you, can- you want to listen or read either of our fan fictions, feel free to go to either fanfiction.net or archiveofourown.com. And you can find us there under the name Unstable Universes. The fix are also in the podcast notes. So thank you again for listening, and we will read to you again next week. Bye, guys. Bye.